3: So it is happening whether you understand
0: it and like it or not. phenomenon is moving the digital world. You have now joined Jenny from the Blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher podcast.
2: What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain and my co-host Michael Keane. For today's interview, we have Jen fascino joining us, who is the Web3 events queen, I will say. She is the founder of Gather, um, a Web3 native event management service. Jen, welcome to the show. GMGM, GM, how are you guys? GMGM. GM. I, I want to point out that we're name twins, so automatically <laughs> that gives you bonus <laughs> points. Gen, D gens, I love it. Jeez. Yes. Oh, that was good. That was good. (laughs) DGENs, yes. So yeah, excited to have you on the show. Uh, We want to start out by asking how you got into Web3, how you found out about NFTs. What is your Web3 origin story?
1: Oh, goodness. So my Web2 journey, I was in the hairdressing world. Um, I used to own a hair salon and I moved to LA and became a celebrity hairdresser. Kind of an interesting segue to get into Web3. Um, I bootstrapped a hair care brand and actually sold it. And so during the pandemic, I was a little bored and hopped on an app called Clubhouse. And Clubhouse, I started actually for fun as a hobby uh, doing a comedy podcast. It doesn't exist anymore. It's called Gen AF. And so I started um, a little kind of a group called the Comedy Podcast Club. And from there, we used to interview um, a lot of comics um, Eddie Brill was one of our hosts. I don't know if you guys were on Clubhouse at all, but we interviewed Dane Cook, uh, Bill Burr, um, a lot of bigger celebrities and former people I knew from Los Angeles as well. From there, a couple of people started talking about NFTs. And I was like, what is an NFT? So as you know, like during the heyday, early 2021 vibes, everyone was kind of going nuts with the Bored Ape Club. And I saw the- <laughs> I saw those rooms they did. And I was like, this is so stupid. No one's ever going to do this. Like. And lo and behold, here we are. So I got really into it, started trading, did a couple little projects my own in the meme um, area for NFTs, and so yeah, just kind of migrated to Twitter, like we all kind of did from Clubhouse.
3: (laughs) Heck yeah, no, that's wild. Clubhouse was was my home too. I was there all early 2021. All those rooms actually hosted a bunch of rooms. That's how I kind of got the. Confidence to do a podcast, really, because I was hosting rooms and we were having great conversations, and people were telling me I should do it. So that was Clubhouse was awesome back then. I was in all the faro rooms you're probably in, and yeah. now that you're now that you're saying that with those interviews, I remember Dane Cook being on there, and I'm kind of it's kind of ringing a bell. I kind of might remember you from on there. <laughs> Wait, isn't he I a comedian? Yeah, yeah, Dane Cook's a comedian. He was oh, okay. really popular. Like. 20 years ago, probably, yeah, like ultra popular, like one of the most popular comedians. Um, but Bill they're... Burr's, Bill Burr's, I bet Jen doesn't know Bill Burr way out of her uh, <laughs> I don't, wait, is Dan cooking different... the
1: NFC's? I don't think so. He did more of like that self help kind of realization, little comedy. I think I've seen him a little bit on Twitter, but I think he just kind of was into the clubhouse, and then, um, that's how mm-hmm. the other comedians like Leah Lamar got really big. Yep. she was kind of into that realm we yeah there was a bunch of crossovers so everyone kind of migrated so the og is like those who you see like the Faroque, um and and people like that that kind of got really yep. big on that platform so
3: do you know uh jeff weisbaum i think is his last name cackles he was probably yes in, yes yeah, yeah, yeah i'm buddies with him so that's probably i figured oh, he might be in funny. that crew with you yeah yeah yeah.
1: Oh, wow. but I haven't thought of him in a while. We actually follow each other on Instagram, too. He's really OG, but I don't think I've seen him creeping around on Twitter. Yeah, I haven't kinda... seen
3: him too much either. I should send him a message. I'm going to send him a message and say, that reminds <laughs> me. He's a good, good guy. He lives near me. He actually lives, like, real close. We're both in South I Florida. love
2: Doug Doxon. No Doxon. I love the OG I gave vibes. his
3: full name and his, do you, or should I say the social no. yeah, like, do not. His mother's anywhere. maiden name. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god Well his seed phrase is
2: No <laughs> I would not trust giving you my seed phrase that's I right. don't play you You're like my sister just can't keep a secret Just so bad
3: <laughs> A um, secret I'm, yeah. giving him a sh- I'm giving him a shout out I'm giving him a shout out
1: <laughs> I'm dead <laughs> Okay anyway
2: Okay so you're a celebrity hairstylist in LA And now you run uh, a Web3 event management service how did that come
1: about so that's a great question too so during um the clubhouse days everyone was like hey we're gonna go to art basil there's gonna be a ton of nft events and parties and all this stuff and i was like that sounds awesome so i just met a bunch of strangers for the first time in real life i decided to book a flight to miami this was 2021 so we all kind of met each other and had an incredible time well, on the flight back from Miami early morning back to Austin, I actually met one of the founders of a very well-known NFT project and was on the same flight. And they had a their logo on a t-shirt and I was like, oh my gosh, that's the NFT project. You're in NFTs and like whatever, whatever. And uh, they didn't mention anything about owning this or was a co-founder or anything. Like, they were like, hey, I just moved here from a different city and there's this really cool meetup of people in Austin, Texas. We should go. You should come with me or whatever. And then after the fact, I found out who they were and I was like, this is crazy. Like they didn't say anything about it. So I showed up to this meeting and it was at a coffee shop. They still are to this day. And I met some of the other founders um, in tech and NFT projects that were living in Austin. And it was a very small group started by a, um, a board ape. Um, So, two of the board apes started this local meetup. It got massive, and the ratio of men to women were a little off. Probably could suspect that in NFT culture, like there's not as many women hanging around. And somebody mentioned the fact, like, hey, you keep bringing women here. Like, you're a girl. That's really cool. And they wanted me to kind of like plan outside events. And I was like, how do you guys not know how to do this? Like, this is super easy. Like, this is just a no brainer. Um, So, I started doing it that way. And the biggest compliment we got as a group and a unity was like during South by Southwest, consensus, and other local events, is that you guys have one of the strongest communities in town. Like we really wish we could have that in Reno, Nevada, or Atlanta, or wherever you're based. Like they really love coming out weekly and biweekly. And so I was like, I'm just going to start a platform that kind of gives that ability for other people in the space to kind of meet each other, find who's in their network, whether it's a bigger city, smaller city, or whatever. And that's kind of how Gather started was um through austin and it just kind of took off to me actually planning smaller to larger scale events and just kind of hosting these insane group chats and the spreadsheets and yeah it just kind of took off so it's really fun you found your niche yeah it it makes me feel good because when people come together like you know we're on the internet all the time like we don't really get that social connection and so when people come here it's like there's no egos. There's no drama. There's no beef. Everyone's just super happy to hang out and just like get a few hours away from the internet and just yep. connect on what the market. I mean, usually we talk about what's happening on Twitter, like the market anyway, but it's like at least we're there. We have a beer. You have your water. You have whatever. And people are pretty chill. So we're going bowling this Saturday, actually. A big group of us, probably like 20, 30 of people. So, <laughs> ooh, that's be a be fun. good idea.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. Getting together. This is it's one of the reasons Jen and I wanted to have you on is because we, Both love going to conferences. We've been going since, you know, in 2021, NFT NYC and where we met everybody. And um, it's always such a great vibe. You don't get that. Nobody's like, you don't get what you get on Twitter where half the comments are bots yelling at you and anonymous people. It's everyone just having a good time. Uh, We we love those conferences.
1: No, I think they're super crucial. Like the human element and the in real life aspect is so crucial to Not only building a community that you're founding or that you're part of, but just, I don't know, like pulling people out of their shell and just kind of Mm -hmm. getting you away from that, like online presence and just like, yeah, yeah, having a good It it
3: also makes the online presence a lot stronger. Once you meet everybody, you get together. And then when you come back, it's a whole nother thing to be online with
1: them. Mm -hmm. It's like warm and fuzzy. It's very cozy.
3: Yeah, no doubt.
1: (laughs) Um, Who was the founder? Not yeah, anyway, I don't, know, I was, like, I don't I, know if I'll say. Oh, wait. Say I could
3: probably. Okay. So it was in 2021. <laughs> okay, and it was somebody.
2: Controversial, right? Like, you had some controversial. And, and there was
3: somebody that had moved to Austin at the time. So <laughs> there's
1: that, a lot of them here. So I don't know if you'll guess. Honestly, there's quite a few. So. Was it a and guy this, or a girl? I won't say. I won't say. It's all
3: right. <laughs> I'm trying to think who moved to Austin and what happened. I know some if,
1: people that Well, me. if you guys come to Austin personally for South Byre Consensus, I'll tell you. Basically, uh, so wow! I'll give you okay. the tea. I'll give you the tea. Maybe In you'll senses? meet them. I don't know. I'll I'll give you the intro. So, so that you. means
3: they're still around and active. So that person,
2: Tyler Hobbs. It I mean, be...
3: does Climb live be... down? Does Clown live down there? Do... Uh, Where's uh, he? Who? There? I don't
2: think so. Clown Clown, think she, uh, she does,
3: obviously it's not him from Cool Cats. He's a...
1: <laughs> I love that That's... you guys are. dying so hot. Next time you come here, I'll tell you, Morgan. Face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she does live here. I'll tell you face to
2: face when you come. Okay, okay. Here's the yeah, I yeah, love it. We'll stop trying to get the tea. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you definitely seem like a people person, which I I think that's probably the number one skill with throwing events is like knowing everybody. You know, just having connections. And now you're you're hosting a lot of events and helping throw events. I saw you put a whole tweet thread together about the recent rug radio that, which was like what a four day
1: thing yeah it was a four day uh, boots on the ground we had said and done about um publicly we had seven events and then nine total throughout four days so Jeez. so we arrived like you have a day of setup you arrived prior you have the takedown day so we were there for i think seven or eight days total um and i stayed on the property as well really late days early mornings the whole thing so it was it was great like everyone had a great time Yeah, that's the second event I've done for them. I did consensus here. Um, I'm pretty sure they'll have a presence again for consensus this year, but they're doing a lot of great stuff. I'm not an official team member. I'm agnostic in planning because there's so many different companies and people that I've known from Clubhouse to Twitter that I'm just like, I can't paint myself in a box. And we're working with anyone from like NFT project, individuals and yeah, but that was to the big to this date. It's the biggest one that I've done. I've done one day events, two day events, but a four day event was definitely very choreographed. So yep. <laughs> it, was, yeah.
3: it was, it was, it a, was a crazy thing. I went to the Rug Radio House. I was there the day that uh, Snowfro oh, and it. Benny had their talk, and uh, it was. I mean, this was a mansion on South Beach, basically uh, a okay. big, huge mansion. You know, uh, you walk in, and there's there was like a Rolls Royce, and it was done really nice. Let's. <laughs> What is like, what are the different things? Like when you go, so they, did they pick the house? Do you pick the house? How do they get a nitty gritty? How do you put together? How's that come together?
1: No, that's a great question. So normally um, as an event coordinator, I would source the venue or property prior to me coming on. um, They had already selected that they knew um, a friend of a friend and it's like a very popular zip code. So they definitely wanted a very particular home um and a, a venue. So they knew they didn't want anything like an official venue. It was meant to be mm-hmm. very cozy. So I can't take credit for selecting that, even though I'm obsessed with the property. It's forty thousand square feet property. Like it's massive. Like and it had like sixteen sixteen of us staying there at one time. Yeah. Um on property. Yeah. So big backyard
3: pools, like all yeah. kinds of yeah, for sure.
1: No, it was great. Go so, ahead. pretty mm. much in this in this case, the other events that I've done and executed for them and other, I usually will source the property either one because I have contacts with people that um, coordinate the venue or events. It's just easier that way just to kind of set up because you need to go over production and lighting and catering and all. There's so many things that factor into choosing an event, but they selected it um, through a separate party. So they gave me a canvas, pretty much, and I. Helps paint the canvas um, due to like their vision and what they wanted to do for the new rebrand and their announcement. So, and like so, like
3: what what was the the big seed phrase thing? Where did that come from? His punk.
1: Oh my gosh, that's the yeah the Seven Trait Punk that seed praises. So Danny was supposed to be there, but he wasn't able to come to the country. I forget what his scheduling conflict was. But the artist, he's such a great guy. I'm. It's Mark. I be, I'm trying to think of his handle right now. So as an event coordinator like that thing weighed so much, I can't even tell you how heavy that thing was. So we had to get like le- at least like 5 people to help us stabilize that thing because it was made of pure aluminum. <laughs> and it was like coordinating that and it only came for like a day and a half. And so yeah, pretty much part of my job is doing deliveries like I feel like <laughs> delivery guys, so I'm like on my phone every 15 minute uh 30 minute incre- increments i have like a spreadsheet of like this person comes here at 11:30 this person leaves the groceries get dropped off the production guy the dj comes at like everything is very 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 carefully choreographed otherwise yeah it's going to be a disaster so <laughs> there
3: was there was a lot going on i mean food drinks art people like it was token gated and all that yes. there was a lot going on for sure it was really cool what's yes. up? exact numbers or if they even want to say but what what something like that cost they must have to spend <laughs>
1: six, six figures
3: a good six figures I'm sure
1: well the zip code alone I mean yeah you can guess it's probably in the six figure range but yeah, yeah. it's definitely I mean but a lot of that comes from um, you know sponsors that help out a lot of it just kind yeah. of comes and goes because you know when you have events like you want to make sure that you're covered financially Uh, on your own so people reach out to me they're just they want to quote and i'm like okay well you actually have this in-house like do you have sponsors um but yeah something of that size and four-day duration you have to think about labor you have to think about cleaning you have to think about production like there's so many things that go into it so yeah safely to say with that zip code um yeah that's yeah (laughs) and like uh michael stop trying to Get information.
3: Yeah. Oh, you're the one that was trying to get information earlier. I'm sorry, I asked the question. Okay,
1: I'll give you anything that I can. Uh, like yeah, I said, of, I'm course, a of course. Celebrity hairdresser, so mm-hmm. I'm definitely like <laughs> I keep the secrets too. I'll keep your secrets too if you you're tell me anything. So. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, one million percent. Like that's just kind of how I've navigate this. How I have done it for years, just because people do rely on you to kind of you know be that person of trust and you know deliver a good service so yeah right like I, said, I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he starts saying there's she he's like wait a minute what's your mother's maiden name right. <laughs> and make a model you, of your first car i'll
3: say do so, you okay. think a lot of like so the projects that'll do kind of traditional like rated, that was uh, that was the first thing that's been like that in web3 that i've seen really anything quite like that i don't even, mul- you know what I mean?
1: yeah besides like a multi-day seminar which is usually right. at like a conference center yeah complete, or a
3: hotel complete, or something mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah like a totally different vibe yeah. and so i think their vision was great and the main emphasis of having something of that um size and stature was because they really wanted to emphasize the importance of their merger like the decrypt announcement um yeah. and all the stuff they'd going on so that was kind of the main focus and yeah. why they had multiple events is to kind of you know, showcase their capabilities as a media company and who their partners are, who they're working with. And like, yeah, they're, they're really bringing the heat for 2024. So I'm excited for you guys to kind of see some of the stuff that I know that's coming out. Their team um, is really great. Everything from like, yeah, their operations, their partners, like their influencers and their creators, like they're doing a lot of crazy stuff. So, and the house was super, Mm -hmm. like super easy to grab beautiful content because you were on the property. So it's like, you have everything that's very like we'll call it Instagrammable or very yep. like easy, yep. e- very easy to capture content. So that's another reason as a media house, they really wanted a beautiful backdrop. We'll just say that.
3: Yeah, I heard so. Farouk say they're going to try and do more activations like that. I, mm-hmm. I think NFT Paris, maybe even they're doing one. Um, oh doing yeah, something. they
1: wouldn't million percent are because Far- Farouk yeah. is from Paris, and so that's like his right. back, like that's like his backyard. So they're definitely yeah. going to do that. So I'm unfortunately not going because I'm going to be going to eat Denver. Which are the same weekends? you can see behind me, this giant calendar I have behind me. It's like all these different (laughs) events laid out. Um, They did that last year, too, so I'm not sure um, why they do that. It's just kind of, you know, their thing. But, yeah, so he's definitely going to have um, a very large event and some activations in Paris, so... I wonder if I'm going to
3: the wrong Paris event. I'm going to blockchain Paris in April. No,
1: no, that's a good one too. That's um, a good one, Tucker. Yeah, that one's going to be a little bit different vibe. So obviously the NFT focus, like you're going to know more familiar faces on Twitter. The blockchain Paris, like you might not know a lot of the founders or devs or the people behind the scenes. I like to call NFT Paris as one of the front facing. So the people and personalities you know and see consistently on the timeline, those yeah. are going to be the faces, the panelists, the speakers hosting the activation so yeah
3: no i'm I'm cool with it i'm gonna i definitely uh i'm excited to go i mean there's all kinds of cool people there i'm excited to do something a little different i've been to a whole bunch of the nft ones i'm sure this (laughs) one will be will be good too it's gonna be sick bro uh, i just i just keep hearing everybody talk about nft paris and i'm like wait i'm going to a different one two
2: months (laughs) later wait (laughs) is uh, that not yeah, what? guys,
1: we're going to blockchain Paris too, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. No, everyone's gone there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there'll be some Sorry. crossover for sure. Plus, mm-hmm. it's Paris, like you're gonna be there. It's a warmer, yeah. During yeah. That time. like true you, can't true, go, true. you can't go wrong. Paris
3: so. in April, let's do it. Yeah, can't go wrong. Romantic, Paris. no doubt. Um,
2: <laughs> do you have any like horror stories when it comes to events? Because I will say, I threw Whoa. one event one time in Web3, it was a collaboration and I was the one to least contribute because I had never thrown an event. And <laughs> literally, we got there and the venue, it was like 75% outside, 25% inside. Uh-huh. And it rained so then everybody ran inside and we had, per- we thought, oh, like, oh this would be perfect, you know, the amount of people like uh-huh. come. And then it rained and then literally people were packed like sardines on the inside because it, be it was still it was super fun.
0: It was fun, but it was like, Oh was shoot. this New York yeah, where was this?
2: This. yeah, it was New York, um and yeah, and I'm sure things go wrong all the time, and I'm just wondering if you yeah. have any interesting stories. I would say, yeah.
1: as an event coordinator, there will one hundred percent something that goes wrong, like you can it's like a wedding, pretty much think about that way, like you spend all this time planning, strategizing, and even the best of the best will have something go wrong. The key is is to not let the guests know that something is going wrong. While it's while it's happening, that's the key to be more discreet or like make sure that the flow isn't interrupted. So 100 percent, I think every event that I've ever uh, that I've ever been to and got to be friends with the event coordinator, I've learned from behind the scenes like this actually went wrong. This didn't show up. This didn't happen. And myself included, there will always be something very minor to major just depending on the crowd, you know, or what happens. But yeah, nothing like that's like super crazy that prevented like the event from happening or I, I don't think many people knew all the things for miami or for the uh, the past couple of event, uh, events that i've done so that's great <laughs> so yeah the only thing that i think happened um front facing at that rug radio is that there was um an individual that uh, broke a piece of glass in an area that was not favorable and so i had to go and physically clean it up and so i'm like ah oh, a lot of people saw that i don't want anyone getting hurt or like stepping on it because it was like People are barefoot, so I was like, "No," but other than that, like, it was pretty chill, honestly. So, okay, I'm glad nobody <laughs> got hurt. That would
2: have been tragic. Somebody like steps
1: on some glass, and makes, oh, that would know. have been terrible. So, yep. like, yeah, and the <laughs> the injury that um, thread guy got was not at our house; it was the other event. So, like, his arm got all like. Wait, um, what
2: happened? Because I, like, cannot just, see anywhere what happened to Yeah, him. he just,
1: he was, he was shooting, man. He was playing ball, and I think he just fell over, and somebody, I don't know, he just got the, like, what do you call that? Rug, not rug burn, but, like, yeah, yeah, oh, just, like from the concrete. concrete. Yeah, from the, yeah, from the, um, the ground, the basketball, whatever, tile, whatever they call it, the I don't know. The wood, or yeah. Court. <laughs> the hardwood. Court? The court, yes, oh. thank you. So, like, ever, someone was asking me, they're like, oh, my God, like, what happened, what at the house when that happened i'm like that didn't happen at our house that was during like, the somewhere else so yeah crazy <laughs> something will always go wrong yeah oh yeah yeah very mild uh, like oh they didn't they didn't deliver the right flavor of cake it's like ah oh, come on it's fine <laughs> you know
2: right the minor things that people yeah. don't really think about uh-huh. unless you're behind the scenes and then you do no. <laughs> but do you get like really, like, stressed out and, like, anxious before events, or are you, like, you've done it so many times that you're, like, you're chill?
1: I think that I'm pretty poised beforehand and then boots on the ground. Like, things will happen and, like, timelines will get disrupted because of things out of your control, like deliveries, um people that are supposed to be at this certain place at this certain time. So, yeah, dur- I've definitely... I'm sure some people have probably witness a couple of things where they're like, oh, are you okay? And it's like, it's just how you manage it. And so there were a couple of times um, at a few events where I was just like, oh my gosh, like this isn't happening. Like this is crazy. So a little bit of stressful points, uh, no sleep, not eating, not being able to shower most of the time, you know, like that's kind of more stressful because you you envision, I feel like the only times I get stressed, I'll say this honestly, is when you have something so set with expectations of how that day will go like you can feel like it's like unstoppable like hey this is going to be this way and then it like doesn't happen so then i'm like oh no then that's where the stress comes from because i'm very much passionate and like particular about what i do so i feel like oh i fucked up or like you know something something happened but it's all on me to be like hey i executed a high level this wasn't up to my standards and i'm upset about it or stressed that it could have been better you know i don't know that's just personally kind of how i would get stressed so
2: <laughs> yeah you seem very organized you have a whole whiteboard calendar in the background <laughs> I'm like oh, wow. <laughs> yeah just a massive calendar yeah.
3: love it what are your what are your uh favorite events like what are your favorite conferences cities kind of thing to go to events and what are you looking for most looking forward to most this year
1: hands down my favorite favorite conference is consensus, and that's just not because that, I'm not saying that because I'm based here in Austin. That's mm-hmm. where it's held. I'm just saying as a point of how they organize the event, how they pick their panelists, their people that are participating. It's been the most beneficial for networking that I've ever experienced. I've met um, new partners, clients, new friends, people that live locally to kind of um, contribute to our group chat, and just I feel like really substantial friends because people. It's different than the NFT conferences because people, I feel like, tend to have, like, either an ego or they're, like, more concerned with trading or flipping. And it's just, like, that whole culture of, like, tribalism, like, oh, you're a pudgy penguin or you're not, fuck you. Not everyone's like that, but you kind of know that vibe, like, you know, some kind of behaviors like that. But consensus, I feel like real people that are building and have ideas and just really kind of more humble and have, like, they don't have the ego, I think it's just, I don't know, it's a really good conference and it's just, I've met a lot of people that are building phenomenal companies um, that are actually consistent in the space and not like grifting and just, I don't know, they, they're they just really good people. So the last two years I've attended, I really encourage people to to come because it's it's been the most fulfilling conference personally to me. Um, I did do becon this last year. That was another really kind of homey, really friendly event. I really liked the vibe there. It's going to be in L.A., I won't lie. that I'm really disappointed that he chose L.A. Live for that conference. That's my only gripe about that. But Why? I Why is that? Well, I used to live in L.A., so it's like, it's just, the location is downtown. It's kind of undesirable as far as price and cost analysis, because a lot of people that, yes, there are a lot of people based in Los Angeles. It's very easy to get to, but like just the cost of hotels, the location, Um, and just the thought of people having satellite events, I just really encourage people maybe to pump the brakes on that because that, that event, you keep everything in house. And because of LA and the traffic, if you have something in West Hollywood, um, the East side, West side, it's just the traffic and the flow of the timing. Just, I don't know. I don't think it's a wise idea. I don't know if he got like a a tax break or like a good deal. I loved that it was in Indianapolis. Don't really care for that city minneapolis area that was great i'm from that area so i'm like that was a really good strategic move and everything was kind of in place but i will when it comes down to brass tacks i really loved the vibe and the networking and just the feel of that conference it was very different um in every aspect so i I do think that's a really heavy contender for favorite sorry i'm rambling i'm just like yeah no we both
2: we're like huge v con fans like you know, um, Jen
3: is a moderator at VCOM both years. VIP oh, <laughs> VIP first class, like the whole, like, the whole yes, deal.
1: You were, because I remember being like, cause I went there with Wallet Guard. They're uh, local buddies of mine. I love them. Shout out to Wallet Guard. Michael, we sponsors. have
3: we have we have Michael K on here. Just uh a I month ago love or so.
1: them yep. so much. They live like 20 minutes from me in like this great like little hacker house setup. So we do events with them. But honestly, the Michael, ohm, and Martin are some of my favorite, favorite, favorite people. They're not paying me to say this, I'd say for free all day, but I love them. And so I went there with them and I remember them speaking. So I'm yeah, I did see you there briefly. I don't think we got to chat, but like how cozy is that conference? Like it was just really fun. Everyone was super nice. Like nobody was an asshole. And like, I don't know, I feel like they took really good care of everybody. It was scheduled appropriately. Like everybody, I don't know, that was my experience with it. You were kind of more behind the scenes, so maybe- it was a little bit different. I was just there as a spectator for once. I didn't have to plan anything, which I love. I like to kind of let loose. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to be so like, hey, this time I've got to be here and worry about this. So I was I was really impressed. Like, I, I would love to go back. So those yeah, are my two. Yeah, that's,
2: that's what I was going to say that really stood out to me from other conferences is like what you said where everyone's just so friendly. Like, I feel like Gary Vee kind of attracts like people... You know, he's always preaching like gratitude and attitude and like, you know, mm-hmm. just positive vibes. And I really feel like people were just so nice and like friendly and 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 just willing to have conversations. And yeah, it was really cool that it just felt like everybody was there and no one was trying to go to all these satellite events or anything yes. like that. Like everyone was like, this is where we're going. Like we're all going to be here. And um, I like that.
1: No, I agree with that I feel like in-house was best. And he like released everybody around like what, six or seven every day. So then people from there had really like intentional meetups. Like it was really fun. There's only like one or two options per night. And it's Indianapolis. We walk down the street like it was. I don't know. I, I would, I would really encourage people to go again. I really like the vibe. So
3: Heck yeah! Were you at that? Were you? You were there in Indianapolis, so you were probably at that uh, the rug radios like Faroque and Loxie's little like uh, apartment <laughs> yeah, or absolutely.
1: whatever. Yeah. Absolutely, They they made fun of me because um, there was a night where it kind of got a little out of control. So I was like, "Hey, everyone, you got to leave." You, <laughs> mm. <laughs> what's that song? Like, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You can't stay here. <laughs> right. So we like moved them across the street to the bowling, and we just kind of hung out too. But yeah, I've known those guys for a while. So yeah, like- yeah, sure vibes but
3: that was yeah. probably me i was in there some of the nights it got too crazy probably
1: <laughs> see that's what when having like an event coordinator the main thing is like that's kind of my job i feel like it's really funny to kind of like regulate because sometimes you can see like it gets a little too crazy and like yep. some events it's like that's why you have to curate like a good experience and then some random people came that weren't even in web 3 and we're like no 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 like no, you gotta yeah. go you gotta uh-huh, go get out uh-huh. That you was yourself, a good but... crowd there.
3: That was that was a who's who up in there. I mean, like <laughs> that really was. I mean it was like D's and Luca and oh, yeah. Corey Van Lu and Snowfro and and Brian Brinkman, like yeah, yeah. I mean, just to name a few. It was you know, just hanging out.
1: <laughs> there were definitely, I would say, like, what do you want to say? The um yeah, the who, the who's who. Well, then we'll create the more active presence. It on was Twitter the, the cool, the cool kids club. The cool kids club. No, no, I hate when people no, say right. that because it's ah, like everyone wants no. to strive to do that. I think it's, right. I no, I I see what I see what you're saying though. The more well known personalities mm-hmm, will say that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> Don't downplay yourself. Come on, man. Everyone's cool. Oh me? No,
3: I'm definitely no. Michael was trying to say it was cool kids because they were there. Usually, right? I usually miss those parties. Like I remember being at my NFT NYC and like hanging out at nighttime, and then going home. And the next morning, I'll be like, "Oh, I was at the museum party with blah 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 people was there," and I was like, "Where was I?" You're like, like, "Damn it, I missed that again." So nobody told me I was at the uh, you know the silly donkeys party. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but see that's that brings up a good point though because that's how i started doing these group chats like i started yeah. doing south by locally and every event that i go to or every conference i rarely rarely go to the conference besides consensus or vcon like i rarely ever would buy a ticket or even if i was gifted one to a different conference i don't want to be there i want to go to the um you know the salad events. so like new york um not the first one but the second one i went to like we did loser club we did like Dead fellas, like um, what Star catcher Like there was a t- there was a ton of stuff going on, and so I started doing group chats the conference before that, and so just kind of directing people where to go, how to sign up, how to register, and people got to be really into that like service or just me, you know, fucking around pretty much because I don't want you guys to miss out on all the stuff because then the next day you're like, well, where was I? And I could have talked to this person or I could have met this person. You know, help with my business or just like made face with someone I've been talking to on the internet. So, yeah, you do bring up a good point. That's, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. I got probably one last question, then I got to dip early. Michael's going to close it out today, folks. Um, but <laughs> uh, so I'm changing gears a bit here. But what do you like collecting as far as NFTs go? And what's your favorite NFT that you
1: have? Oh, my gosh. That is a loaded question because I just started getting into soul and the whole Ordinal thing because oh. the, the Internet told me so. <laughs> so, um, I really took a break on collecting the last year or so and just really collecting from people I personally know or kind of like their art or just know they're having a project. I'm I kind of took a pause doing flipping because, one, I didn't really have time to keep up with that. And it's really exhausting just trying to get all the whitelists and, you know, trying to hustle to do that. I would say that's a really tough question. I think my favorite that I own right now, I mean, I think I will always love my Loser Club just because I was really active in that community. and We did some meetups with them. I know they're not really a project so much anymore, so I don't know if that really counts. But I really, really liked uh, my PFP. I had it for a really long time, my Blonde Hair Loser. It definitely um, counts. Yeah, I think that would Currently, I think that would be my favorite one.
3: I'll tell you the I longer have. the longer they go is not being a project and you liking that NFT, the the more <laughs> of a
1: flex it will get. The more of a flex yeah. it will
3: be that you'll have that in like five years and be like this one. You know? Yeah,
1: I did do my own NFT project last year, and it I launched a day after the FTX fiasco went down, and so my launch date was eleven eleven. And my mentors were like, "Don't launch it." it was Audie's lodge? It was like cute little otters, and I hand drew all those little guys and. I mean, obviously they'll be my favorite, favorite, but my mentor was like, Jen, don't launch this project because this, it's never going to mint out. And I was like, now the community really wants it. They've been telling me they'll mint it. And like out of 6,000, I think only like a thousand or so minted out because everyone pulled all their money. They're like, we're not minting. So to this day, it's like but one over a year and a half and they still haven't <laughs> minted out. So, but hey, it's cool. They're cute. They did it for the culture.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's fun
1: yeah um
2: you never hear those stories though i'm glad you share that because people <laughs> usually don't say hey i made a project and it didn't mint out
1: actually i have, actually have two projects that have it minted out i did a funny one on clubhouse very. That was a very memeable project and so that one did not mint out either which was yeah for good reasons. but it was kind of a an adult humor one so kind of funny was it crypto dick butts <laughs> It was similar, <laughs> yeah. Uh, similar vibes, we will just say that. So it was really funny for the culture, pixelated and like pretty much just like as a, like a fuck around artist, I did a pixel one. The Audis were more like a hard line draw. So I'm like, I just did something for fun and it, they weren't hype. They weren't like pretty much friends bought them and they're still both hanging out on the blockchain. But I'm like, yeah, I did these. It's cool. Oh, so
2: you're an artist, too. You just snuck that in there.
3: <laughs> uh, you know, the I'm fun thing bit. is one day, you know, you could do if you're hosting some big giant event, you could say, hey, everyone that has one of these gets to come if they want. I mean, like, yeah, you, that was... You theoretically <laughs> could. Funny. Like, you don't have to, but, like, one day, you know, it's always there. You could say if it's in your well. I love wallet, that.
1: Yeah. Hey, it's not a bad... It's not a no, for sure. Right. I could right. be like, hey, remember you know, these? Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> remember, remember these those? Throwbacks. And then, <laughs> And then if it's and then if it's such a good event that people are like, how do I get one? They start minting them.
1: <laughs> nice thing you know. Yeah. Imagine. Gosh, that'd be I can like, imagine. That's later. the way it works. Yeah. Of <laughs> oh, course. It's... So wild Yeah. To think yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah it's a, not a bad point. That you yeah, I think you're yeah. onto something there. <laughs> nice. All <laughs> I right.
3: right. Wow. Well, so we'll we normally end with gas wars with uh our guests, which is <laughs> really intense, really crazy, get a little nervous. Not joking. No, no, no. It's it's a quick, it's a quick back and forth. We do like rapid fire questions. So like we usually go back and forth. I'm not sure if Jenny has time to her. She might need to dip, but I have, do have five questions. I, could I can ask. do cause...
1: mine. All right. Why don't I we mean, do it then? It. Yeah. Just let me do we'll, mine we'll, first. we We'll do them quick. Ooh, okay. I okay. just wanted your five no, first. I have okay. to answer. I have to answer really quick. Well, top I guess dome. if she
2: answers really quick, then we can alternate. Okay. Let's see.
1: Ooh, nervous now. <laughs> um, what is your favorite meal? um also Buko and risotto
3: nice yep uh what who is your favorite stand-up comic
1: Ooh. um 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 oh my gosh we'll just say bill burks that's the only one i can think no chelsea handler we'll say chelsea handler as a
2: child what did you want to be when you grew up
1: i think either a veterinarian or my mom told me i wanted to be a hair uh, a beauty cutter which i think i did that as a hairdresser so
3: (laughs) what's the best concert you've ever been to
1: Ooh, hands down, Red Rocks 2016 L C D sound system, Denver started to rain a little Let's bit. Go. Oh, yeah.
3: Red magical. Rock's the best. Red Rock. I was a ticket Ooh. broker for 17 years. Red Rocks was our bread and butter. We're based in Boulder. Oh. So we sold I, I might have sold a hundred thousand tickets to Red Rocks over the years.
1: Oh, it was the first time. And I'm like, it will not be the last. It was so it was magical. Very, it was the best. Nice. Um, what is something on your bucket list? Ooh, um, I think to travel more. There's a couple countries in Asia that I really want to go to and explore. So if things pan out this year, I might be going to Singapore and Tokyo. That would be great. I would love to do that. Ooh, oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, what's the weirdest food you ever ate?
1: Ooh, I lived in Italy briefly and definitely ate brain and tongue and yeah. was not. I was not aware of it until after I said, I know that this is something weird. Don't tell me what it is until after I eat it. That's crazy. Um, yeah.
2: <laughs> brain is crazy. I've never heard anybody say that you've eaten. Except fear factor. I think on fear factor, they probably ate a brain. It was
1: it was presented in a way where like if you, I didn't know what it was. I knew it was something. So I was kind of hesitant. But how it was prepared, like you probably wouldn't have ever, um, you know, caught it as that. So... Wow! But yeah, I think uh, yeah, those are the two for sure, and definitely like um tripe too. That is just ooh had that as well there same day. Yep. Yep. Ooh. Yeah.
3: When they All cook right. that tripe, I'm, I'm sorry. When they cook that tripe right in Italy, they're <laughs> like if you're in Florence and they make. Some nice. Yeah. It's it comes out really good. You probably what was is like
2: tripe? What is tripe? Ooh, it's, it's um, tri- it's,
1: like it's the intestines. intestine, right?
3: Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: what the? Okay, moving on. It's it's very common. It's like or the very, stomach uh, line or the stomach yes. lining. Which one? Yeah, I'm that's one.
3: crazy. That
2: <laughs> yeah, it,
1: I don't best. ever want to know what. Like, I'm very adventurous palate. Like, I don't. I'm not a very picky eater, but yeah, I definitely don't want to know what it is until if I'm done. Because then, if I liked it, I'm like, oh, that was that was okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, what was your most unique pet?
1: Um, A bat.
2: What? You know, a bat?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Wisconsin in the middle of nowhere, and I found an injured bat, and I kept it and fed it. And I was a little kid, and my mom found it and was like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, this is my friend. <laughs> I used to, yeah, I had, I had ducks as a kid. I caught little frogs. I had a hamster named mm-hmm. Mr. Peepers, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, that tops the charts. Squirrel, blind squirrel, yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. That,
3: that is awesome. <laughs> uh what's the, what's the worst job you ever had?
1: Ooh, um my friend had me come with her to her mom's her mom owned a hotel and we were like 16 and she was like, Can you be a maid for one of the days with my friend? And I was like, Sure. And I was there for like three hours. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. I worked at Spencer Gifts in college too. That was, that wasn't really the worst, but probably the weirdest job. Yeah. So. <laughs>
2: okay. Spencer. My last. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Spencer's what a throwback. Um, <laughs> my last question is, what is the last thing you did for the first time?
1: Wow. um, The last thing I did for the first time. I don't even know how to answer that. Um i don't know i did a really gnarly workout class the other day that i was just like this sounds like (laughs) torture this is crazy but i don't know i don't have anything like too wild i guess on that front so okay that's lame the the workout class that's all good yeah workout class let's go and
3: my (laughs) my final one is pretty simple what is your favorite movie
1: Oh, that's like picking a favorite child, I feel like. I don't know. Yeah, I've had Jen
3: actually got on me one time. I asked, she's like, it's too tough to ask that one. For so working in
1: film and television, that's such a loaded question. Um, mm. My favorite genre is comedy. And I would okay. say like my favorite movie that's just like, stupid as fuck is probably Grandma's Boy. That <laughs> movie then- is amazing. That movie is <laughs> so funny. Yeah, or like, like yeah. Home Alone. I think I named my dog yeah. Kevin after Home Alone. My Australian Shepherd after Home Alone because it's like that's a good, good movie. And just off the, you know, the cusp of the holidays too. But yeah, yeah like I don't know. I can't really pick, but that that comes to mind. As like the dumbest favorite movie. Yeah. That's like- if
3: you like that, have you ever seen Idiocracy?
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah.
3: That's that might be my favorite comedy movie. Road that Man. one. It's kind of dumb in that same respect yeah. but it but it's i don't know i think it's brilliant it's mike judge and
1: sarah marshall yeah
3: yeah that's a really good one that's a really good one. Uh,
1: totally. yeah awesome loaded question okay Those are
3: good. awesome well jenny's got to go so uh but jen it's a pleasure to have you on i'm glad you responded to my tweet even though you even though you don't follow me which is yes whatever. I, do. I don't think so
2: I do too. Yeah, he was like, he was like, oh here's Jen's Twitter. Because <laughs> Andy asked for it and then I'm only he's like, joking. Wait, I, don't, <laughs> I don't Even follow me. I don't follow Even though you me, don't what an
1: follow
2: asshole. me. But he was asshole. Like, oh she doesn't follow me back. No, I was like, oh, what she follows me percent?
1: back? No, <laughs> yeah. one million percent call me out for that shit. Cause like I get so busy with like relationships. Yeah. And it'll be like, we'll be talking and I'll be like, and so I'll be like, bitch, you don't follow me back. I was like, yes, I do. Oh but, man, e- that's either way, you
3: you are the person in Web3 events right now as far as I'm concerned. Oh, i fu- i found the Art Basel spreadsheet through you, and oh, yeah. I'm going to Amazing, amazing events, yep. So Hi. it's awesome, awesome stuff. Um, really, really happy to have you on. I'm glad, glad we connected. Hopefully, we'll meet in real life sometime. I was like, if you were at, at the,
1: if you were at Art Basel and we were there, it's like we, I was probably yeah. running around. Yeah,
3: we probably crossed we were- paths at some point sure well, that's
1: a shame thing if you're going to mm-hmm. be here for South by southwest or consensus like obviously i'm based here so we do like the group chats and yeah um, consensus is stuff. may
3: right consensus i'm looking yes, at, right. I, I just pulled it up that that's a at the end of may that's a chance yes. for me because i really want to come to austin i really been wanting to come there
1: it's so. a vibe i mean right now it's like 20 degrees yeah. so don't come now well, but I'm like come
3: at the end yeah. of may
1: <laughs> i think it'd be a good uh, it'd be uh financial no advice doubt. for sure no so. doubt yeah Well, Jen, thank you so much. Uh, We'll
3: let you go. But thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast. We will see you in the next one. Peace.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.